0: I go mm-hmm. to a lot of films I shouldn't go to, yeah, because I try to watch everything. Well, that's that's admirable. I mean, yeah. there are times when I mean, I know you maybe you get some invitations to different screenings and yeah. things like that, uh, which is very cool. But um, you know, I'll see them on Instagram, and yeah. sometimes I'm sort of like, huh, okay, that movie, all I, right. Yeah. You know, I'm just and there's no judgment. At no, all. no. Like, but
1: sometimes I go because I I am invited, and then I go, and I'm yeah. like, oh, this is cool, or yeah. I'm pleasantly surprised, or. Mm-hmm. Um, especially you know with like the multiverses that exist and i'm just like Ugh. Yeah. but it's mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's interesting to watch because yeah i feel like one of the things that you always talk about in the podcast is like how when people are making films outside of the hollywood system yeah yeah and like what works inside of the hollywood system is yeah. really convoluted it's a very good segue. Oh.
0: Actually. Oh, hey, Mariana. Oh, hi. Hey. Uh, do you know what I need? <gasps> what? A breath of fresh movie. Oh, me too. Yay. Oh, my God. So exciting. <laughs> breath of fresh movie hi yeah we, my favorite pod oh that's it's sweet true. is it true yeah it okay. really is all right i might press you come look at <laughs> my look at my feet. no that's amazing and yeah. i'm yes i'm sitting here across from Mariana to silva we're gonna talk about a movie neither one of us has ever seen before uh i'm doing this a little differently because chelsea is off this week uh chelsea's dealing with some serious health stuff so we're giving her some time off uh and we're wishing her well so yes. that's all that's going on. And Marion was the first person, the only person I asked yeah. to come in and join me for this. And we met um, through film, really. Yeah. I mean, the purity of just loving cinema. So it, yeah. I feel like this is totally appropriate for you to be here. Yeah. I
1: remember one time, because I feel like we de- we definitely immediately bonded over film. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one time I was walking by a movie theater, uh, and you had like a hoodie on and there was like all it was a whole day like retrospective i feel like of 30s for 30s it, or
0: yeah it was um it was ezra edelman oh the, right the um the oj doc yeah yeah
1: and they were showing it like back to back to yeah, the back. whole thing yeah and you were on the edge of your seat with this hoodie <laughs> on and you had been there for like six hours at this yeah. point or something like that and i looked over and i was like oh she's just the best Aww.
0: just the best person i love that you saw me in that that moment that's great um. Yeah, because I remember I came. I was like, "Oh, they're gonna show the whole thing." But there's no way I'll make it through all yeah. of that. I was like, "There's <laughs> no way I'm gonna leave." Yeah, I could not tear myself away.
1: I know I mean, it, it was. It was
0: such a great doc. I God. and
1: still a lot of those. Uh 30 for 30s in general. I mean, that one oh, specific those, is yeah. incredible, but there's so many
0: that are so They're excellent. so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. They they tell stories that you've just never were never aware of. Yeah. You know, like your uncle or <laughs> grandpa might have been like, Oh yeah, I remember that. But, Truly. But yeah, there's some really wild stories. And the
1: footage of film, there was uh there's one called uh The Best There Never Was, and mm. it's about a, a young player who gets injured very quickly into his college career. Oh god, but they show footage and then he he becomes like a sanitary worker and and totally different Just, outcome than yeah. what he pictured for himself but there's a lot of that it was it was really it was like i thought about friday night lights which is a show that i i mm-hmm. was i watched as an adult cuz I didn't mm-hmm. live here yet when it was was out but um but anyway they show the game footage and it's like some of the best most incredible sports footage I've ever seen so mm-hmm. I really appreciate the I I appreciate when film meets something like a sport or yeah, something like Yeah yeah no documentaries yeah.
0: are powerful we've done a couple I feel like on the show but it, it's such mm-hmm. a different medium that it's sort of I don't I don't think it's free of criticism but you know I think it becomes trickier to talk about You know, we're not as free to like make comments, I think, because it's real people's lives, and you don't want to be insensitive. Exactly. Um, But yeah, I love documentaries so much. Oh my god, I just love all of it. Um, So today's film is the 2002 Spanish horror film *Cerdita*, but an English title *Piggy*. Yes. Um, And it's based on a short film of the same name directed by Carlota Pareda. And oh my god. Yeah, this was great. It was wild. I'm gonna go ahead and and, and take Chelsea's checkpoint moment and yes. say you should stop right here because yeah. I don't want any. Like I don't want you to go in. Yeah. And we should
1: say the movie is on Hulu right now. Yes, so thank it's you. accessible to watch. Absolutely. If you're gonna
0: stop this and come back to it, yeah, good call. You should just go see this pure as pure as possible because yeah. oh my god, I, I I went in with very little information and the little information I had was immediately subverted.
1: Yeah. Well, and I made the mistake personally because mm-hmm. you
0: asked what movie you wanted to do uh-huh. and
1: I was like we should do a Latin movie and for some reason because I it had been recommended to me mm-hmm. as a Latin film as soon as it started I was like oh no this is in Spain this is Spain I don't yeah. know enough about this but uh-huh. I was so glad to 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 pick it because oh, yeah. it was it's so um I think it really deals with like a lot of beauty standards, the beauty standards that a lot of people uh culturally like place on oh, on okay. women here everywhere. Oh, but I feel moment, like from the moment you're born, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like in Spanish, there's a lot of words, particularly that are like gordita, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's but it's endearing because I'm adding like an ita, ita. at the end. Ito, yeah, <laughs> you cute. know, yeah, yeah, and then you grow up with all these complexes and you're like, oh, wait, it's because I've been called all Fatty, kinds of my weird whole life. names, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know,
0: yeah, that no, they're so true. I mean, I think the uh, I've read a little bit about the director, but she was very, she said, I wrote this for my reptilian brain and really just stayed true to like her and the character and everything flowed from that, Um, you know, form following character and theme and all that. So um, I immediately noticed and loved the pink motif Mm-hmm. Like from the titles to that butcher shop with the beaded curtain. I love how many beaded curtains there were in this there movie. There were a
1: else. lot of beaded curtains. Even <laughs> in the end, there was that, the curtains in that warehouse. Right. Which was really interesting.
0: Good call. Yeah. Because right, it ends in a slaughterhouse, which is very like thematically completing yeah. the whole. Like a full circle. I was pulled in immediately. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, we're, we're confronted with. I mean, you've given a little information that we have. Um you know, an overweight girl Mm -hmm. who is bullied by her friends witnesses, uh, something. And the whole movie is, is set up around, will she talk? Will she share? Will she not? Mm -hmm. Um, but man, I, I felt like in a few minutes we were so much inside this, uh, Sarah's perspective. Yeah. She, um, I immediately hated everybody who didn't understand her. Same. And, um, and it kind of was like everybody didn't understand yeah. her. Oh, there her was no
1: safe place for her. Exactly. Which was really, it's, and I think anytime you're in a situation where you're family in particular like isn't your safe space then it's like the most isolating feeling in the world because the world is against you it feels like but then there's your home base as well so it's Mm -hmm. like where do you belong yeah and and i assume she's probably like 16 17 i would say Mm -hmm. um so it's also that time when you're coming to terms with like who you are in the world and your place in the world um yeah there's a lot of meat in this movie, yeah. (laughs) which was like, I, I, uh, I was at one point a vegetarian and then Mm -hmm. started eating meat again because I'm, you know, grew up in Brazil and it basically is like, you have to give back your passport if you don't, uh, (laughs) eat meat. But, um, but yeah, it's, it, it was right away. And I think I loved the full, it was, at first, you're like, this is so much of the this, but also Spanish culture has a lot of of me yeah, and yeah. um, but it was such a a carry through point and and yeah. the whole storyline of her cuz her family owns a carniceria mm-hmm. which is a, a meat shop mm-hmm. um and it, and it talks about her hun- hunting right yeah, yeah. the stuff that they're oh, selling
0: the amazing amount of exposition we get yeah. like this girl shot rabbits herself mm-hmm. which means she like we're given this sense that oh she can kill she's used to blood yeah but then again that it subverts it though yeah. cuz she's not exactly the killer you know there's this other presence the strange in town. Yeah. Oh my God. Do we spoil stuff here? Are
1: we a We lot? do. Absolutely. Okay, great. Which is why
0: we're like, okay. Because I do.
1: I feel like sometimes you guys don't, and you do.
0: You don't give away too much. We, we, you we definitely toe. warn people, which is a good moment for, you know, which that's what Checkpoint Chelsea and spoilers <laughs> ahoy and all that. We may not talk about everything, but we will talk about anything. anything yeah. So, yeah, say anything you want. Oh, no yeah. worries. Sometimes we start at the end. Sometimes we spoil things for other movies, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's I mean, and that's the fun thing about, I think, talking about film in general. Mm-hmm. It was interesting because I remember when I watched it the other day mm-hmm. and uh, again, at the beginning right away, I was in. Yeah. I was like, yes, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um and I then was telling somebody about it recently mm-hmm. and was like talking about just the bullying there's yeah. a lot of fat fat phobia very much is yeah. happening and it's like uh I think even just the relationship of her and and the other girl Claudia Yeah you so-
0: mm, yeah. That's so
1: interesting because it seems like they were once friends yes. and now they both
0: have the friendship bracelets. Yeah, they
1: have the friendship bracelets and then uh <laughs> There, <laughs> there. Uh, she now like is kind of in with the
0: popular crowd, and uh, which that's such a classic coming yeah. of age trope, right? Like, big time. Like you, the friend who grew up on the block with you, but then like adolescence hits, and it becomes about hierarchies and who's cool. and yeah. Suddenly, it doesn't matter that we used to spend the night at each other's house. Like, yeah. I don't know you anymore. Yeah. It's so it's devastating. It's, it's like devastating.
1: the worst. I feel like as a teenager, it's it's it feels like the worst thing that could possibly happen it really does yeah Yeah. it's it's i think it's the first heartbreak you really feel when that happens if you haven't had Mm -hmm. a really i mean it's your closest relationship so once that goes away and then also just the feeling that you might somebody telling you that society doesn't accept you therefore they don't accept you as well so there's a lot of that in the film it's Mm -hmm. very present and um and yeah there's a there's she goes to the pool.
0: Yeah, there's this pool presence oh as yeah. well. I mean, that's the thing. This all takes place in a very compressed timeline. Yeah. Because um, as I was reading, I was like, oh, I guess that did all happen in like one day. Yeah. These people come into the butcher shop, and it's this village, this rural village yeah. in Spain. So the idea of their the, the shop is hanging on, you know, a little bit. You yeah. Know? There's some mention about like she's one of the only people that buys from us anymore. You know, there's like there's a sense of community and a sense of interconnectedness that's not necessarily helpful. Um, but I, I think the, the idea that the kids you grow up with as a little one, that the whole thing follows you and follows you and follows you and never goes away. So once you're given a label in a small town, that's it. Yeah. Like you're kind of done for unless you leave. Yeah.
1: And everybody knows your name. Like they know your family they know where you live. Mm -hmm. Everybody really knows each other. And so they're all in each other's business. Mm -hmm. And I also think that,
0: um, and yet they're very oblivious too. yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the parents are nosy but oblivious. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: There's like little hints of things like even there's a cop and for one moment he like calls the, his the sheriff his his dad, dad. Yeah. and then he's like sorry I meant general and and then you realize that they're, they're also, a father and son. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah.
0: filial like parents not listening to their children.
1: Yeah, consistently. Consistently <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through the through the, the whole yeah, theme I mean, of it. I
0: felt like uh yeah it was like one carlitos mm-hmm. he for a moment, I mean, I really felt like, oh, was the, was the story going to have him empathizing with Sarah because yeah. they're both kind of in this situa- similar situation? But the t- it didn't go that way either. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that it here's a handsome man. No, he's not going to. That that's not the story. Like, yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, I mean, going to the pool. That I mean, the scene, the whole first part feels just like so grounded in reality, and mm-hmm. the the tension of her going to the pool and there's no one there. And that, like, when you're ashamed of your body, you kind of, you, you crave that kind of, I don't want to be seen, but I want to enjoy this thing. And I just, I, I felt like, like, all the, the tension and all of, like, the the shame, you know, just to even take her towel off. Yeah. You know, and, and I love that this movie's completely unflinching. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, you you may be it may be a bit surprising to a viewer to see um, a larger woman in a bikini. It's it's rarely depicted, you know, also as a lead.
1: I feel like in a movie, it's oh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but true. And and her bravery, I think, in the Mm -hmm. sense of like, uh, you can really just see all the emotions in her so present and she she's so body. vulnerable yeah. yeah the way she holds her arms the up way she herself. holds her arms she's so completely uh present and then mm-hmm. when she is in the pool the like the little moment of joy she has yeah and then uh there's a man also in the pool with her and the way he's lit you never see his face there's just yeah. like incredible the yeah there's a backlight there's like sun just hitting him in that place where you're like i'm i'm kind of seeing somebody but am i yeah and i thought too in th- when, what i was referring to like even yeah. her bravery is that you saw a lot of anger and like hate in her which you feel yeah. as you're watching for her mm-hmm. th- f- with the other characters and how much they bully her yeah and so... Um, well, what you said
0: about not having a safe space. Yeah. You know, here she is, she possibly has a moment to exist. Yeah. And even with a stranger, you know, mm-hmm. and then they just show up and it's just like, oink, oink, and, you yeah. know, all these horrible things. And then they take it even further. I mean, the pool cue or, or pool, whatever the fuck it is, a strainer. <laughs> what do you call that thing? What is it? <laughs> it's not a strainer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. The thing yeah. you use to clean yeah. leaves out of the pool, they just... Dump this thing on her head. And the cinematography is so great in that moment because they they put you in her shoes and yeah. we're looking through the netting as she's trying to grasp for air. And it's like if that wasn't bad enough, it's like then they run off with all of her clothes and all her shit. Yeah. Which they know is gonna hurt her. Like they, they're they're acting on such like it'll be so shameful for you. Yeah. Like which can't exist without a societal norm existing for yeah. her to feel that shame. And then god when she's walking home and then that car of yeah. guy like I'm like is she is she going to be raped I really yeah. was like terrified and I think she was too yeah. like and the fact that they end up letting kind of letting her go or whatever and the way she just lets go of all that emotion the sobbing by herself like yeah. that was intense like I can only imagine how difficult a scene that must have been yeah,
1: and I felt like it really lent itself to be like an actual horror movie. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this was a horror movie in the sense of the word of like society as the monster and then a monster in society as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, like an actual person yes. who yes. is a monster. Mm-hmm. And then also the monster it makes you, which yeah. is like so present mm-hmm. within the film. Um, But yeah, I felt the same thing when she... It was. I almost felt like when they take her clothes, one mm-hmm. of the things that was so interesting to me was them knowing that she was also just in, seeing that she was enjoying herself. Yeah. And like, how dare she accept herself? And I sometimes think that no matter like who you are at that age, it's such, and this is not like apologizing for those girls in any way no, no. but i do think that a lot of their hatred is like any moment of joy that she has it's, it's for them like she doesn't deserve that joy yeah, totally and how dare you be yeah happy? how dare you, you be shouldn't happy? be happy yeah. like have i not made your life miserable enough yeah. and it's really uh you it, they really i hated those girls oh i did too I was, and and it takes you to those places where you're like those girls like uh they're just the worst people in society they're awful yep also the friend consistently seeing it happen and always the director allowing her in the story like allowing you that moment to give her a to have a little bit of hope that she's gonna do something she seems a little conflicted yeah she seems a little conflicted but then always chooses the most evil thing and i feel like that throughout the entire movie even towards the end
0: i mean even at the end i mean that breakdown Mm of I do everything wrong. Yeah, it's like oh my god, like that. Because they're still blaming her. for They're shit. still blaming they're, her. They, they are. Even the the other girl who yeah. was not her friend growing up gets it sooner. Yeah, that's <laughs> she, what's
1: so devastating. Right. And and I so in. I mean, we're gonna go into it, right? Like oh, in yeah, the movie. No, yeah. Anything. So she. Um, so in it, when she's walking home after those cars stopped, yeah. she sees. That the girl, the man who was in the pool has taken the girls and put them in his van yeah. and had like they're being kidnapped by this yeah. man. Mm-hmm. And they're calling for her to help mm-hmm. when we just saw her calling for them yeah. to help her. And yeah. they did nothing. They took yeah. her shit. They left and they left her to be like what is that finagled is that a word finagled finagled <laughs> yeah. uh by those men in the yeah. car she's walking barefoot in like in her bikini and 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 it took oh, her yeah. such bravery to even put it on and go into the pool
0: yeah
1: um and, way like
0: she's just trying to keep it on yeah and
1: she's just like, trying to keep it on she's just trying to make it home as as invisibly as possible and in she, that moment yeah. the man opens the van And and gives her the towel. He drops the towel on the ground. So she can.
0: And and just that, yeah, that kind of like hesitation. And and there's this, it's like he sees her. Yeah. This is the only person who has ever seen her for who she is and helped her and decided. And I mean, I realized that this is, she is not a perfect person. She's a flawed individual like we all are. Um, but man, I gotta say her deciding just like the way she just waves, like thanks and goodbye to her friend. I'm kind of like, bitch deserved it. I
1: know that's what that, this movie challenges. It challenges that. Exactly.
0: And I'm, and I, I know that's sick and not right. I mean, I think what I would have, I think the question is what (laughs) would you have done in this situation? And I'm like, I think I would have taken the towel. I think I would have. What I might have done after, though, is then gone to the police. That's what I think so, too. That's what I probably would have done.
1: I think so too. I think I would have. I would have probably done that. But the crazy part is, and it's such brilliant filmmaking because it takes you from a moment where you, as the viewer, are like, ew, these girls are disgusting. They like should rot in hell." Yeah, you know, like you're having that thought, and then you see them
0: immediately, ac- getting immediately, a of, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: getting like potentially killed, and they're they're asking for help, and you just saw this other person ask them for help. So there's a part of you that is like. Yeah, screw you! Yeah. Like you just let her, you know, which you exposed ob- her to you- all
0: kinds of danger yeah. and discomfort and shame, and yeah. like, and now you harm. need her.
1: Yeah, and why? Sh- why would she? Why yeah. would she help you? And then he helps her, I know. which puts you in an even worse position because you're like. Like, I know he killed yeah, someone. I know, yeah. I <laughs> he's know going he's
0: going to kill them. He's going to kill them. Like, and I'm generally not for men abducting women I and know. killing them. Like, I want to make that clear. We, yeah, never. <laughs> but no.
1: <laughs> no, truly. And the sisterhood is, I think, always like, n- no matter what, at least for me, yeah. as I understand, even, I always think like, activism feminism Mm -hmm. all these things they start with how we treat people it does if you're an asshole but then you're like protesting in the street but you're an asshole to the people who like can do nothing for you then i'd start correcting that before going to a protest or donating to i mean donate to stuff right um but even the same with feminism it's like you know how do i treat the women around me how do i support them it starts there and Mm so it's it really challenges that in the sense of of how also women treat each other and support one another and so when you see them going away it's the most conflicting thing which then leads to the rest of of the film which is her her trying to be quiet about the whole thing because she's like trying not she doesn't really know what to do and again Mm -hmm. she's somebody who has never been allowed to speak up yeah so I think that also adds to it a lot. Like, she doesn't talk to anybody ever. No. You hardly hear her voice, No, her actually. I, her
0: isolation is overwhelming. Yeah. And when even just, she manages to come home, right, from a yeah. ordeal. And the first thing she does, right, is run up to the shower. Which so I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, also to weep. Um, but just, she doesn't get a moment's peace there. Mother yeah. is immediate. And has no, like, can't read her own daughter's emotions. Just thinks she's this dumb little strange girl that doesn't know her left from her right yeah and it's so upsetting you the know. way she
1: grabs. also the the way the mother grabs her and walks in she's showering and the mom just yeah. walks in yeah it's again it's like there's no respect None. for her personal
0: mm-hmm.
1: like body there's no ownership of herself yeah. which is so uh so devastating and then um it seems like she's just trying to be quiet and she wants it all to go away, but every everybody keeps coming to her yeah. to try and figure out what
0: happened. Which, like, has never happened. <laughs> it has never like, happened no to No one her. ever bothers yeah. with her at no. all. No. And, and, and she has this kind of little bit of power, I think, yeah. that she understands. And I wouldn't say maybe she's enjoying, but there's something... I mean, I also I just want to say after that shower scene, that she then right goes to her room, which if there is a safe space, that might be it. Yeah. And she goes and gets out the the pink snack, mm-hmm. and I I kind of lost it in that yeah. scene. Like everything before it was very upsetting and traumatic, but <laughs> yeah. when she started to eat that pink snack yeah. cake, and then when she went back to review to see that post again, to re- she holds the pain so close to her heart so that she yeah. remembers why she did what she did. Yeah, and it that whole scene really just that fucked me up. Like I yeah. was I was in tears because I'm just like this poor girl is so alone. She is just so alone. And I hate everybody for not seeing her.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the thing that makes it so it's such a it puts the audience at such a conflicting place because you're you're just so angry at everybody Mm -hmm. for her. And I think, yeah, she's trying to keep the anger alive because she doesn't. She, I also think that she thinks that if she told anyone, nobody would listen to that her. That too. Because she's been so ignored by society. She's such an overlooked person. mm mm-hmm. um, And even in the moment that you mentioned when Mm -hmm. she's like, I can't do anything right. And that breakdown, I think it goes back to that. She's constantly told, you know, she when her mom comes into the shower, she sees that she's sunburned. And she's like, oh, you like, how could you get sunburned like this? It's like she's immediately blaming her for getting sunburned. She's immediately Mm -hmm. just everything she does is like always on
0: her. Yeah, that wasn't your finest moment. Yeah. Um, Like, when are you in a rush? Like, you know, just just all these kinds of like, I know who you are and don't even try to be different. Don't yeah. even try to grow. I mean the the and then what's interesting is that right, I mean, by the end of the movie, we're not paying attention to her body really. Like not in the yeah. way we are at the beginning. No. Um, but when they're at that dinner table, the TV's on in the background, and like her little brother doesn't help anything because he's not old enough to have any of the sensitivity. And it just there's something about the way she's like holding herself and she's trying to make herself small, it seems like there's so yeah. many scenes where she's she's squeezing herself yeah. into like behind a wall or a corner. And there's some fun tension with that. I got to say, that scene with the washing machine countdown and the mother at the top of the stairs like, oh, no, she's going to come down. I know. That was so domestic and wonderful. Like, what a great, like, tension moment. Um,
1: But also the brother, I feel like, is one thing that... um, He spared. That you... Yeah, she spared him. And that I think about a lot also in dynamics of, like, machismo. Yeah. It's like the boy... Because he's not particularly like... He's also very young. But he's yes. not like... A, nobody in the family is thin. So the right. fact that they're always just like shaming her... It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Because yeah. they're not... And they're all eating whatever they want. And then, mm-hmm. of course, there's a moment that... um the police is, like, asking her questions and about her being... F- they keep referring to the girls missing as her friends, which yeah. is disgusting because they're obviously <laughs> not her friends. Yeah. And, and and so she finally tells her mom, like, they call me Piggy. They call me Cerda, right? Yeah. And, um, and the mom is, instead of mad at... And she said, you don't do anything about it, but the mom... it goes back to the society thing right Mm -hmm. like she says it in front of the whole town because the whole town's trying to figure out what's going on why is the police at the pool and um she the mom then starts taking away her food and she's eating salad and she's only Mm -hmm. allowed to eat salad and it's like fully blaming her but i think that the shame the mom feels in that moment is like how could you do that in front of everybody? How can yeah. you call me out? Yeah. How dare you call me out in front of other people? Because that is like the sin of, you know, yeah. of, of mothers. I feel like the most that's, shameful thing. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. No, you raise a really good point because she really screams out the truth. And, yeah. And it is interesting how the mother on occasion does defend her daughter, but it seems like it's more about like a larger pride issue than yeah. it is about her daughter yeah that's like, what i
1: mean and i think that's the first time you see that where it be and, and when she talks when she's like tell me where the girls are because they people start kind of realizing that she might know something because as soon mm-hmm. as she sees the cops she starts puking yeah um which is like a dead giveaway that she knows something and the the cop one of the the cop that's the son the young one, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he sees her walking home like disheveled right. crying yeah yeah he and he asks her are are you okay yeah and yeah. she doesn't even respond she just goes straight into the shower yeah, and, yeah. and she's in shock and so um it and then you know that and then he starts trying to tell his dad that he had seen her mm-hmm. walking home in distress and the dad you know right away doesn't listen because he's like i know her mom mm-hmm.
0: you know mm-hmm. we know her we
1: know the family they wouldn't do anything it's mm-hmm. so unassuming it's 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 a, it's a lot of um people putting people in boxes Absolutely. based on their places in society. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's even with the the guy who's a good looking young guy who hung out with the other girls and Oh Pedro. Pedro, yeah. yeah. He was smoking. Yeah, he was so hot. And then <laughs> he's he and then all of a sudden he gets even hotter in the movie because, because he, he
0: sees yeah. her. Yes and well, he shows up and gets her high for the first time yeah. like dude i'm in love yeah, i
1: know <laughs> i loved him and and he uh he really has such a caring uh character which you yeah. in the beginning you don't he never bullies her you never really no. see him it's do a, it but you
0: assume something it's the guilt by association yeah. yeah yeah he hangs with them but then when he's kind of like you know bullshit i don't i don't do that to you yeah you know and um but yeah, I mean there's certain like but standing by and watching, you know, and and but I I agree. I think we we get a nice picture of him being empathetic, but even he has a limit. He's scared. He doesn't want to go down for it either, and that's yeah. understandable. Yeah, because you know? um,
1: the the boyfriend always oh, gets it's always the suspect. Yeah, husband
0: is always the first suspect. Oh, anytime I, I watch be. a crime thing, I'm like, have husband. you talked to the, the husband? husband? Yeah, husband did
1: it. yeah. <laughs> it's true. And um, but just to, just one point that oh, I had thanks, about yeah. the machismo thing. I feel like the the son is with is in with the parents of the of the poor treatment of her. Yeah, and I think a lot of times. Um, families like that because it's still this thing where like the boy carries the name but the daughter leaves and so
0: therefore she's a, she's a spare. She's, she's an ass, like a, she's a loss.
1: Yeah, she's a loss and so they, the son isn't necessarily like a fit, you know, perfect kid but the parents but the are, son. they're totally fine with them. Yeah. They 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 coddle him and they, uh, mm-hmm. and, and she's kind of just. She has to work in the shop. Yeah, which makes has- it more. I mean, remember she in the beginning, the first time we see her brother, she's working and he's napping.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. that's right. Because she like kicks him away. And is yeah, like, they're gonna be so mad. I did think it was, uh, you know, it was just like I need the laptop, and you know, he's like, no, nah, I'm, busy. you know, it's like I know you watch porn on that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you do too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think, I mean, it may sound odd, but the mo- the scene of her watching porn and mm-hmm. masturbating, it's like, I don't know. There's something I'm, I'm like really glad that scene was in there. Me too. You know, because I think it's it. There's a kind of, she's seeking, she's self-soothing in a lot of different ways because there's so few options. And it's like food, sex, like these things do a lot to help people, (laughs) you know, feel less bad. And I seem to remember Marlon Brando like talking about really loving his food as a child because It was a solace to him. Like he's like, oh, that never made that never made me feel bad. That always yeah. made me feel good. You know. Well,
1: and something you can control. When you're out of control, you yeah. can control what you eat. And yeah, um, yeah and, and to your point too of the how in the beginning her body's so prominent, and in the end you forget about it mm-hmm. as the viewer. But I also think she forgets about yes. it. Yes, because she's finally in a situation where she's present with other things yeah. than what she looks like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And I also think that I was really glad that the masturbation scene is in there mm-hmm. because I also felt like that was in a part of the movie where she was beginning to own her body. Yes,
0: absolutely. And like when she's in her bedroom, that's like the most free we see yeah. her. And isn't that so true of like so many of us when we were adolescents? Like our bedroom becomes such an important place. Yeah, you know? It's funny how this is a horror movie, but it's also coming of age. yeah. It's, like, incredible. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm fast-forwarding a little bit. Well, I'm thinking about also, I like the surrealism of the bull, the wandering bull. I just thought that was, like, really cool. Um, And you could read all kinds of different things into it symbolically, I suppose. But um, I did think um, the end, I still feel, is somewhat ambiguous, you know? Oh, me too. Right? Yeah. I mean, I – and we can – again, we don't have to just get to the end, but, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about the way it was shot. I was, like – Oh, she killed them, and then it was like, oh, she didn't. But then she leaves them. So are they gonna die? Yeah. Or did she act? Did she shoot? You know, did she shoot them down and shoot them? Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm well,
1: and I think that moment is so powerful because so she she gets the gun and she shoots the girls. Yeah. And you think that they're dead, and yeah. then they're not dead. But when she it's so messed up this i love movies that make you the bad guy somehow you know like (laughs) now i'm like my thoughts what's going on my brain (laughs) i'm so toxic but when she it seems like she's killed everybody the the Mm -hmm. man who was kidnapping the girls as well as the girls you're like oh okay yeah i guess this is the smartest thing to do because witnesses yeah no witnesses you're just gonna go home this is how to go home free Yeah. yeah blame the guy yeah uh, and you killed them, so now you're the hero, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it's so messed up that your brain goes there. I know. And it does, because even when... So, and and because we skipped... Um, yeah, we skipped a only, lot. <laughs> we skipped a lot, but the only... I feel like one of the most important things when I was like retelling this movie that I said was mm-hmm. when she's trying to... Because basically there's this weird love affair that happens between her and the guy. Oh, yeah. And I think the only the The thing that causes it is that he's the one who sees... She's never been seen. Yes. And so he's... It almost feels like... Is he kidnapping the girls because he saw how awful they
0: were to I, her? I wondered that too. Yeah. I was like, wait, is... Because he, he killed the lifeguard. Because he's, he's in the... I mean, that was a great little flash. Was yeah. she's swimming in the pool, and she's too, like, in her own head and emotions to even notice that there's, like, a body tied down in the bottom of the yeah. water, the lifeguard. And the lifeguard's girlfriend. Yeah. And we're not really... There's no... Ex, you know, we don't get any information about motive. Like, none. And I'm glad, because we don't really need it. Yeah. But, yeah, she gets... Um, his first word we only we hear him say is her name. Yeah. And the second thing we hear him say is are you okay? Yeah. He buys her the pink snacks. I yeah. mean I think it's more than just him taking care of a witness. Like Oh, yeah. I think there's something there's something going on there. I
1: think he I think I thought and now actually we're thinking about it and i'm thinking about it more is like i think for you to be a serial killer which is assuming what he is Mm -hmm. is you are in a way you're angry Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably have a lot of emotional issues and, and probably, a lot of <laughs> a with, lot of other issues, but, but we have to imagine it's caused by anger mm-hmm. and it's caused by feeling of outcast. And so I feel like in a way he sees her mm-hmm. f- and he sees how she's being treated. Yeah. And it's like he in something must have happened to him where he understands mm-hmm. it feels like. Yeah. And so. Yeah, you do. That's the cool. I think that the bodyguard in the dead bodyguard in the bottom of the water mm-hmm. is one of the best things that could have happened because it it leads you to not feel like oh he's just take. Otherwise, you would have yeah. been like he's killing these girls just for her, just for her. Right? No,
0: there's we we get a sense that yeah. this guy's on because we do have a moment with him. You know, where the guy's like, what the fuck are you looking at? You know, <laughs> like yeah. he has this moment at the pool and it is like, ooh, okay, what's this dude? Like we immediately get a sense of like, oh, this guy's kind of a creepy pressed. Why is he? And
1: he's like in the water. And then they, the girls, when they're bullying her, mm-hmm. they say, is that your boyfriend? Yeah. yeah. And then this. And this, the guys in the street at night too. Yeah. They were
0: like, oh, like was it miss bacon or whatever yeah you're <laughs> like, like oh she got lucky or fatty got lucky i don't know it's so crazy
1: funny. and and so i feel like you don't really know why he's doing it till the end mm-hmm. you don't know why he's killing people
0: but it's not his story it's not and uh and then the way like I mean, that she gets a little... Um, I saw one review describe it as uh, she was a bit digmatized, yeah. you know? and Because, like, right, the first time somebody has acknowledged her. But they also have this intense moment in the woods, in the dark, in the silence, and the, the way they're close together. Yeah. It's like is he going to kiss her? Is she going to kiss him? Like, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like,
1: what is happening right now? <laughs> I love stuff like that. And especially because, also, there's nothing that bonds to people more than, than having a massive secret as well. Oh, that too. <laughs> you know, like, a trauma, trauma. and like, a massive secret. Yeah. You, it's, there. She's Mm -hmm. the only person who knows that he's doing this because she saw him Mm -hmm. and she chose not to. And it's not even that she necessarily I mean, she chose not to stop him. But who's to say that she wasn't the one who told there's so much trust instantly between them, which is so interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that moment in the woods. And you think, and the whole, I think what also makes the film thrilling is that the whole time you're asking yourself, is he going to kill her or is he going to kiss her? Right. And it's consistent.
0: No, there's, it's never resolved really. Like, I mean, at the end you get the sense that maybe he's sort of trying to like condition her into being a partner of some sort because he's like, we'll do it together. He puts the knife in her hand, his hand and you know, I I don't know. Weird reference to make, but there was like that season of Dexter where right. he had the part the partner who helped him kill. Yeah, it was like Julia Styles, right? Yeah, yeah. and um, it kind of reminded me just a little bit of that. But I think she had to know that, like, well, I, this is not this isn't a life, though. Yeah, <laughs> like that. This isn't what I want either. Well, um, and
1: he kills. I mean, do you think he killed the mother? Ooh. I feel like the dead the dad was definitely yeah, dead that's
0: a good question because he really fucks up the parents yeah, yeah so he
1: comes to get her he comes to get yeah her yeah, and the mom is actively being awful right
0: because they've just come home from the police station yeah. where she's been questioned and so again, his presence there is like is he there because he thinks oh she's talked finally I have to finish this job yeah but you know I mean she ends up getting into this fight with her mother who right like <laughs> She has this whole scene where she has to admit what happened to her at the pool to the police and just, you know, that the shame of it makes you not want to say anything. It's completely understandable. And then it's like they stand up to leave. Her mother decides this is over. And it's like, oh, it turns out she's been menstruating. And it's gotten through it's it's soaked through her pants now. And it's just like and then her mom is like, Well, not your best moment, as they're like leaving. And then she tells the hot guy and his dad, who are on their way in, Oh, she just had her period, you know, better not have her on your letter seats. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who is this woman?
1: The mom is a bully. She I mean is. and
0: and yeah. And the way that um Sarah screams at her. Yeah. I mean, you know, the guy's upstairs and he's already done yeah. with the dad, but it's like, I mean you he, she's screaming, "I wish you were dead." Yeah, I mean, she has this strange—I mean, guardian angels—not the right word, but like, kind yeah, of her, right.
1: Like, it's really weird because every moment you are in the position of any moment he comes to kill that you see is a moment where you're wishing that person he's killing, where you, you're yeah. just thinking that they're the worst person yeah. in the world. So yeah. it's this kind of feeling of. It's the it's such a movie that um, completely puts you in a juxtaposition of yeah. uh, where am I like because it, it it caters it makes you hate somebody and then it brings in a monster to kill them which I think also is 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 very the reason and i remember in the megan episode you mentioned mm. how when there's horror in in a time of turmoil horror oh, yeah. is something that is very prominent and i feel like this movie is so um particular to society right now just yeah. you know how people are so angry at each other yeah but then what if you all the people you wished uh weren't around were actually someone took care <laughs> of it yeah, yeah someone took care of it would and as a human i think if you are a person who's understands the value of life then
0: that's not really what you want obviously so yeah yeah. oh one other just tiny thing Mm -hmm. the the taxidermy dog i know what was that i don't know is that traditional
1: like i don't i think there might be more i find that your europe has a lot of and i think this this movie touches a lot also on like the animal the animalistic right yes. because sometimes when you think when you see the girls asking for help and her mm-hmm. um being uh just letting them go not that i even know what she could have done i think about right. that i'm like she wasn't gonna run after the thing that right. she couldn't she was having a hard time getting home she's been walking she's, barefoot she this nothing. entire time you took
0: her phone yeah you, t- you did this yeah
1: you did this there's a lot of that feeling yeah. but also the fact that she hunts yeah and there's this presence of which then in the last scene when she yeah she has perfect aim of course um and she knows how to kill somebody instantly Mm -hmm. um is so full circle but i do think there is that like uh what if you started looking at everything as an animal yeah and oh yeah
0: i mean this is so much a story about like the monstrous or those are sort of the the creatures that are dangerous whether Mm -hmm. that's the bull right or this or the stranger killer wandering around they are the they seem to spare her. Mm-hmm. And it's it's everyone else who acts like monsters toward her. And yeah. it's just and I think, you know, at the end where she ends up killing him, I mean, there there's something really um I don't know, ambiguous isn't a big enough word. I mean, there's something about the way they're they're groaning together. It's very like sexual penetrative. Yeah. Something's going on there, and I think it's like she's simultaneously like I have to do this and I'm fighting for my life, but also this is the only person who's ever seen me and yeah. I am ending their like she's also I mean, it's just so much emotion.
1: It feels like she is killing the love of her life. I mean, kind of. And, and she weeps. After yeah, like, that's what's so devastating for people, because when she's trying to save the girls, they're still calling her piggy. piggy I know it's devastating. I hate it. It's, it's so devastating. i kind
0: of glad that that girl's hand ripped. Me apart. too. Something so had to happen you. to her for her for us to just feel a little bit. A sad. little bit. But,
1: <laughs> but it was it was crazy because yeah it's it i really think that i mean i remember that being 16 the first dude mm-hmm. that ever paid attention to me i'm like this is the love of my life yep. i'm gonna marry day one too yep. not mm-hmm. even like later on uh in our relationship because there was it's actually you never even have a relationship mm-hmm. usually with those kind of feelings you're just building it up in your head yes. at that age because you totally. can't really have a relationship yeah. oh i
0: mean like i being so desperate just to fall in love yeah. for the first time De- like des- like feeling like i'll never have a boyfriend it's never gonna happen i'll die a virgin you know like
1: especially you- her Yeah. Who feels like such, who's, everybody treats her like she's not worthy of even friendship.
0: Yeah. 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 And her family doesn't make her feel worthy of love. I mean, no one does. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we're, we're in a time right now where there's sort of this body positivity movement, but we're not there. We're not there yet. Yeah. You know, we're like, there's still too much, um honestly just people looking for reasons to bicker with each other and bickers putting it mildly yeah you know, truly truly
1: and i think also just pointing out differences mostly that is consistent and yeah. i think um you know i think we like to th- i think we do like to think that we're in a, a new time but i i outside of my normal life i teach you know mm-hmm. school kids mm-hmm. uh and I teach some sixteen-year-olds and fifteen-year-olds, and they—they there was something that I had heard that was like they respect your pronouns, but they won't respect you as a human being, right. you know. Yeah. So like they—they're still teenagers, yeah. They're, still, they're kids. still kids, and um, yeah. And so it, there's something really interesting about this time, especially with the internet, and that is, mm-hmm. you know, when when she is with uh, Pedro, she's she says, "Did you watch the video?" Right. And he said, no, I I didn't watch it. I I deleted it. I I deleted it. And it's, you know, I can't even imagine being
0: bullied right now. Dude, I have this thought every time I watch something like this is I am so happy I got out of school before smartphones were a thing because it would have destroyed me to have to to be able to revisit that stuff and see online what people were saying and do just awful, awful, awful. I'm. I don't know how kids today do it. No. You poor, poor bastards. <laughs> so no, I like, feel
1: bad for them as no. much as I can say, like, you know, yeah. we're in a in a messed up time. I think it's also just like, I feel bad for them. I, I feel, uh, you know, I think getting older is like a, a weird thing, um, just growing in general. And but and I had heard something that's like, you know, you're getting older when uh, like when you're young you look to the future and then mm-hmm. when you're getting older you look to the past mm-hmm. and that was like a really weird and interesting way to put it because I think getting older is such a privilege in general not yeah. a lot of people get to that's true Um, but one of the things that I'm really glad of is that I somewhat knew a time that there wasn't social media yeah. and That in itself, like sometimes I'm trying to do work, but I see an article that stays with me and then I'll go back to that article like multiple times. I'm like, you've already read this
0: article. You don't need to keep
1: reading it if it's making you feel bad. And I think that was happening to us in the pandemic. A lot of us...
0: The doom scrolling. Mm
1: -hmm. The doom scrolling. It's addictive. And I feel uh, it's just... It's it's also just made us, I feel, more... Like there's so many things that we do need to see that are are being put out there. Mm -hmm. But watching like cruelty to humanity is so uh awful and mm-hmm. is so openly available that is it's yeah. it's so terrible and so i feel like this movie really touches on that mm-hmm. and, it, and then it really challenges like how much can you hate a person and and do you if you hate this person enough mm-hmm. are they worthy of 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 kidnapping yeah and death right. you know yeah.
0: i mean there's um you know, I can't remember who said I was like, I don't think people, I don't think anyone deserves to die, but I think maybe there's some people who don't deserve to live. Mm. You know, and it's like, oh, that is a subtle difference. Yeah. But um, no, you're right. I think uh, this is a question that, or a movie that raises lots of questions about humanity and, yeah. and the way we, we deal with each other. And, and as much as I'm sitting here like, oh, I'm so glad I got out of school before that. But, you know, I mean, it, it's always bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't. I mean, there's a reason they hand us Lord of the Flies, like, in America, in our classrooms. Yeah. Because they're like, we can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, Piggy's glasses are broken. <laughs> That's, we, can't, we can't help him. Um, I was trying to learn things about the production. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage because I'm not fluent in Spanish. And so I was trying to go on to some Spanish papers and find things. But um, I learned a little bit. Um, the uh, let's see. First of all, this is a Spanish and French co-production, and mm. there, like any, uh, not um, any European movie, it's like the number of like financial partners. The list is always so long, yeah. You know, because it's a combination of grants and government funding, and and it's just so funny because I'm or not funny, but it's it's just such a indicator of the difference, right, between Hollywood system and, and that. Um, yeah. And this has like ch- Texas Chainsaw. Massacre vibes to it in the, yeah. the dusty, summery hotness of it. Like I don't know, and the basicness of it. Like, and I also something I didn't mention, which I I like that because it's rural Spain. It is this small village. More than once, people are like, "Well, where's your phone?" And it's like, "Oh, well, I don't know the service in the service coverage in yeah. this area." And I'm like, "That is such a genius way to get around." Like, "Well, why didn't she just call?" Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, brilliant. Um, they used a lot of rehearsals. The director loves to storyboard. She's a self-described control freak. But I'm like, well, you're a director. <laughs> you yeah. Sh- you should be. You should be. Um, her director of photography, Rita Noriega, they studied together at school, and they also worked on the short film, uh, Piggy, that they made that, mm-hmm. you know, developed this into that. Um Again, they wanted to really communicate this idea of a Spanish rural village. And they really wanted to make sure this didn't fall into a dramatic look. We're making a horror, but we want it to be in broad daylight. We want this to be the kind of horror. And I mean, really, some of the most awful things really do happen in broad daylight. Yeah. Like the most upsetting. They're
1: fooling you when they tell you it's nighttime all the time, because Mm -hmm. I feel like it is true. And I think the worst things that can happen happen in broad daylight, because Mm -hmm. they usually include somebody seeing it. Yep. Yep. And that's the horror. That is the... like. It's That's the why hor- people use that phrase in yeah. broad daylight. Yeah. It's the horror, actually. Like, sometimes... I, I don't know what... It was like a, I listened to this radio show. Mm-hmm. I love the radio. Mm-hmm. And somebody was saying something about, uh, like something was happening in broad daylight and somebody was video it videoing Mm -hmm. it rather than like stopping it and i feel like that's kind of also another place that we are right now that it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's important to have video but it's also important to intervene if you can yeah which is i think also what this film questions yes no it really
0: does like when can you when should you yeah when is it possible
1: and when it's dark it leaves room for i don't know
0: yeah yeah where when yes. it's broad
1: daylight, it's like, oh, I There's know. There's no question. There's no question. Yeah. It's it's wild. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a good
0: point. I'm thinking about half of the reason I was interested in Midsummer was just because it's a horror movie during the day. I'm yeah. like, yep, sign me up. I'm interested. Um, they were filming this in the middle of summer, so the heat was insane. I can only imagine. And I do think the movie had a lot of great... Heat related kind of moments, you know, the fans and the leaving the door open. Like, what are you in it? That ended up being important later, of course. Like, what are you doing leaving a door open? There's a killer on the loose, you know? And I was like, well, it's hot, you know? Hot (laughs) out. Um, They also um, really were focused on doing austere lighting schemes. Like, you can, people at home can hear the. People rolling the trash cans outside. I just—I <laughs> no, know that's being picked up. Um, they also had to work within pandemic requirements. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, like a lot of horror films, apparently, you know, it was, a, it was a really fun, safe set. And that was the thing, you know, for Sarah, or um, the actress, of course, her name, I should mention. Um, the woman playing Sarah, uh, Laura Galan. You know, really, um, you know, I think, you know, the, the use the word brave, you know, and, and certainly, yes, it is. She's, she's very much on display. This is like her first feature film. I mean, it's it's such a big role. It's lacking, like, a lot of the, the expectations and stylized stuff that horror has, and mm-hmm. that, like, sometimes, like, fat characters are, like, they're gonna be the first to die, or they'll be the one that jokes are made about, and it's, like, just none of that is happening here. If jokes are made, it's, like, we're, we're the ones feeling the hurt. I don't know. Um, I
1: also think because this is like such a statement on on and in a good way in a statement of society mm-hmm. we like now watching somebody be bullied like that makes you actually think terribly of all yes. the other people yes. and i feel like that's that's where horror has the trope of like the the heavier characters like being killed first and mm-hmm. um and 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 not mattering where this mm-hmm. it's like you actually want the opposite the whole time. Let's yeah. have all the beautiful girls die. Die. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they
0: meet some horrible eye. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, it's it. You're right. This movie pushes you into some toxic thinking. Yeah. Um, that's why it's great. <laughs> um, I I think I mentioned it earlier, but that that camera shot from within that the pool net that they're trying to drown her with. I think that was just that put us. I mean, obviously, in her point of view, but the, the claustrophobia of that I thought was just so effective and scary. And um, animalistic, too, like oh the yeah. capture.
1: Yeah. Their capture. Yeah, capturing exactly. Her. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's, crazy. so,
0: it's not just like what they were doing wasn't just dangerous. It was also just humiliating. Yeah. Just the most humiliating shit. And, um, and
1: even though technically they, yeah. in that moment, you actually think it's just them and her, it's still so incredibly just yeah humiliating yeah and yeah it's so it's very it's Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because when you mentioned dexter Mm -hmm. dexter like made you feel okay about all those people (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) and where this didn't uh even though you also saw the worst ugliest Mm -hmm. you know part of of these of teenage girls the meanest Mm -hmm. uh part of it
0: yeah yeah, I didn't have a good time in school. No. <laughs> I don't know about you. but I
1: didn't have a good time
0: in school I don't either. I think anybody does, actually. I Even mean, the people I think, who are doing the bullying, I think, are miserable, right? Like I we're assume. All yeah.
1: yeah, I do think some people peak, and yeah. <laughs> then they realize that they and uh, That's peeped. the saddest part, I think, yeah. to me. Now that I look back, I'm like,
0: great. I'm glad I had a hard time, and I didn't right. peak. I'm a char- I have character now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I feel happier with me. Yeah, today than ever before and I wasn't you know I wasn't like grossly overweight but I was not skinny yeah and I I think you know I pro- I felt fat you yeah. know and um and there are people in my family who are you know overweight and so I I I feel like a re- like it's so interesting that we're talking about this movie and then there's this you know the whale is mm-hmm. sort of in the discourse out there and and I've heard a lot of things about it you know so people are like oh this is really maybe not a great like maybe a not a great discussion point about these issues yeah um i think maybe this is an excellent alternative uh if if you're looking for something in that world or in that in that subject matter this is a great great movie
1: well Um, and i think weight is such a something that isn't talked about enough and something that a lot because i was an overweight child um and then at that time, I also moved to a country where I didn't speak the language and I got here. And so mm-hmm. it was it was tough. It was really hard. But uh, I also my family themselves mm-hmm. would consistently comment on my weight, oh my which is so awful. And I I totally related to her when she mm-hmm. when she was talking about that. And I, I wasn't like in this, you know, I felt I didn't it wasn't to the extent of, of what this film is, but I feel like for a long time i i really sh- i think as a woman when you are your body is changing you you gain weight you lose weight mm-hmm. you, the, your body's doing all kinds of crazy shit like mm-hmm. your ovaries are shedding it's mm-hmm. wild and mm-hmm. you're supposed to go to school mm-hmm. and um Not to say that you shouldn't because you can totally do it. But I remember like first few times you're you're, it's so even like her puking when you later realize that she Mm -hmm. has her period. Mm -hmm. I I used to like get so sick when you're younger, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, when you don't know how to feel about all these things. And so I think it's a great commentary on that because I think um, she like you said isn't a perfect character it's not like glowing a light on her like this person is good and these people are bad she she's introduced to you as somebody who kills bunnies which is Mm -hmm. so um graphic and she there's photos of her like holding animals Mm and um so but nobody's deserving of that and in any kind of way in any kind of shape or form Mm -hmm. and um I, I do think that's exactly what you said. It, mm. It's a it must. It's a great alternative to, to something like the whale. Yeah. Because I do think this also just talks about like women's value and how yeah. people put value on you based on your weight. And even though we are in a different mm-hmm. time, like you said, I was actually having a conversation with a friend of mine today about mm-hmm. how thin people are right now and how Ugh. like being like... Well, it's like... It's, there's it's like, back a, there's, somehow. Well, there's
0: also... um. I can't remember the name of it. It starts with a no. Someone at home will know exactly what I'm talking about, but there's a there's like a what was supposed to be a drug for diabetes yeah. is now becoming a popular weight loss drug for celebrities and it's, it's like a
1: I've, I have read up on it too yeah. and it's like and and you could see who's taking it. It yeah. there is no lie because they're so thin and yeah. it's so interesting cuz last night I I was at a an event and I I see the women who own their body no matter what shape or size yeah. or anything but like who are fully authentically themselves and that to me now is what's beautiful it's not thin it's not it's not you know curvy it's truly just dressing for your own body and i feel like Mm -hmm. and expressing yourself not even you know just expressing yourself and owning who you are and that's like a beautiful thing but women are not and and i imagine men too yeah um just not taught like that. We learn health, but we never learn about like self-acceptance and and the worth that people put on you based on your weight, which is
0: so crazy. Yeah, it kills me when I hear things. And again, people make choices like you do what you feel you need to do or what's right for you. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to judge other women's choices. But, you know, when you learn that like, oh, every woman is wearing Spanx like on this red carpet. Yeah. Guaranteed. And it's like... (sighs) Like right, we like curvy, but as lo- like but as long as it's in the right shape. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. we don't we don't want it to be anything other than a perfect hourglass. Yeah. And I'm like, that is uh like again I enjoy, sometimes I like a little tummy control, but like, I'm just, but also like, I've worn pantyhose where like, I got sick later because like, it was too tight. And I'm like, why are we doing this to ourselves? I know. That's terrible. I mean, I
1: think that's the biggest difference between like, because I, when I first moved here, I went to Miami and I Mm -hmm. remember there were times that I would wear these heels. I absolutely could not walk in. Yeah, And I'm like, why? And then now I look back and I I'm like, why was I torturing yeah. myself? Like, oh, why yeah. was I literally punishing myself yeah. for just existing? And yep. you know, because because it, it it catered to what I thought was like the male gaze,
0: and yep. and we're always dressing for men. Yeah, and although sometimes people say that like women actually dress for each other, I do think right? now. Yeah,
1: I feel like now, and then you get older and you start actually. I feel like that was a big shift for me. Like mm-hmm. when I started kind of. Uh, because I felt like I, my my family sometimes like you have quirky style. <laughs> um, so you have great I style thanks. Yeah, I yeah, and I, I love your style too. And I think that like uh, seeing other women dress how they want to dress now is mm-hmm. more a is uh, you know yeah. not even now but for a while has been. Um, much more exciting to me, and I'm so. Gl- and then I see those girls in heels, mm-hmm. uh, standing in line to get in a club, and I think like uh, again,
0: it's like it's your choice, it's your choice, it's your
1: choice. But you know, I- you don't gotta, yeah, you don't gotta to fit in, which is, is which I think is what what hap- I think in some ways, like, and referencing back to the movie, mm-hmm. is like sh- to her they look like they're doing uh, they're doing they have the best life. But I think those girls are also extremely, like you said, just unhappy with their own life. Yeah. Um, You have to be to be that cruel. But
0: you're right about the, you know, the um, people say social media is like a three way mirror. Yeah. We're not supposed to know this much about each other and see these many things. So, yeah, seeing all the pretty people having fun at the waterfall. Yeah. Putting the Instagram filters on their faces like, yeah, we've all been on the other end of that, you know, where we watch people having like the greatest life ever. Yeah. You know, and the whole FOMO and. But in Portlandia, I think they put it best when they were just like, oh, people are just cropping out the sadness. Yeah. It's just the truth. Absolutely. But these images are, they make these indelible impressions on our minds and it's hard. How much value do you want to give to another person's opinion? You know?
1: Yeah. I feel like true wealth, when I think about true success and wealth, it's uh, having another person manage your social media now. <laughs> yes oh i really God. believe it because there's a part i feel like as you know somebody who's freedom yeah like <laughs> not having to think about it anymore because yeah. i do think exactly what you said it's like no matter what that stuff lives inside you and a lot of the work that you have to do even like having shared about my own experience is like shedding all that stuff yeah and i do think that it starts with being seen which is why i think in a way you're kind of rooting for this love affair with this killer yeah who you don't know might kill her but at the same time it's like the first time that she's felt that and and it makes you you, feel that yeah yeah,
0: how could you not feel something at least conflicted yeah i know i agree i mean he's not uh he's not husband material but
1: um, no, I would not no, I'd say that's a big no. uh he she, he's a bad
0: boy. He's a bit of a bad boy <laughs> but you know how many guys are there in this little village you know And it's
1: actually kind of funny now that you said that because uh I think we all first fall
0: for the bad boy oh, type. yeah, totally. And, but
1: this person well is a murderer. Generally, yeah.
0: Yes. I mean she went real real far on the spectrum, yeah. you know, but
1: Makes sense. I yeah. mean, and, and just
0: like, of course, like, of course you'd be thinking about that later. Of course you would. Um, this was filmed in, uh, like, a rural Spanish village known as Villanueva de la Vera in uh, the Extremadura, which is, mm-hmm. I guess, an area. I don't. I learned today. I did not know, guys, that Spain does not have, like, a sort of, they don't do, like, a federal yeah. government. It's not really a federation. It's, like, a collection of autonomous states. And so... I'm I'm learning things. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I, and this was filmed in one particular, one of those states, um, further west, kind of on the border of Portugal. And yeah, anyway, looked beautiful. Yeah. It looked beautiful. It really was visually stunning. The film in its entirety. Mm. And I don't know anything about like lenses and all that stuff. Like I know it's people have there. There are particular decisions made, but they they wanted to go for this like this sort of dusty gritty ish look. yeah but it looks very also clean and modern i mean something about that pink in the titles that just felt like oh this feels like a fresh fucking movie no
1: for sure and i think too it's like it's somehow it's very i mean feminine it's very feminine and even though it feels rural it feels yeah like you said very modern very current
0: yeah and i mean i think that like what we were talking about with the with the online bullying mm-hmm. it's like she has to deal with the small town traditional mentality and a hyper modern level of bullying so it's just she no relief yeah there's no relief poor woman
1: um oh.
0: we do have a couple of reviews here oh yeah let's read them we can look i hardly ever print stuff out so this is very exciting I wanted to mention this one from uh, The Guardian. Yeah, one of the things they mentioned is issues such as body shaming are explored without didacticism. I don't know if I said that right. But basically what we were saying earlier, like it's talking about these body issues, but without like um, making it like a teacherly experience, like a polemic or like, oh, you know, this is how and this is why. It's like, no, it's, it's not that at all. It's specific and detailed how it builds moods and atmosphere. Carlota Pareda's spiky Spanish horror understands girlish anxiety so well that it could comfortably be a coming of age pick. So, yeah. yeah. And
1: this one in the New York Times says the teenager Sarah comfortable with sharp knives and death which is what we talked about Mm -hmm. when it shows photos of her hunting Mm -hmm. and she helps out in her father's butcher shop after all they often hunt together and we watch a trio of mean girls merciless mercilessly mock sarah because she's overweight it's natural to expect the brutal payback that the poster of the spanish movie depicts it's true because Mm. in the poster the lead is drenched in blood um, which she's is looking, another clue. Yeah, yeah, she's
0: looking real like thousand yard stare. Yeah, she looks like an action hero in the the imagery, yes.
1: almost like a grindhouse. Yes, totally. Uh, like character. Totally. Um, and it says, but while Piggy does take a gory turn, it also a left. It also takes a left one. Mm-hmm. The director Carlota Pereda carefully sets up our expectations, only to subvert them. Yeah, it's true. Even with um the the it's interesting because when I saw the poster, when you mm-hmm. see the poster, it's very bloody, but then it opens at a butcher shop. So you kind of don't know if it, this is going to be a horror movie mm-hmm. based on people or uh, yeah, animals.
0: I think we're definitely set up to think, oh, she works in a butcher shop. This girl going to kill somebody yeah. with a knife. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then she doesn't. You also think it's going to be the ultimate revenge
0: film. Right. Which it's, it's not. It's not. I mean... I think you couldn't make a comparison to Carrie, but it's it's not it's so different from that. Yeah, like, I mean why did I make that comparison?
1: No, but it but it does. I well, think you're the, absolutely the angry, right. Young, and it's the bullying too yeah.
0: and, and the mother at home. Yeah. Piper Laurie is so scary in that. Oh movie. my gosh. So scary.
1: <laughs> and I think the thing about revenge movies that are very interesting sometimes to me mm-hmm. i almost think that for you to get revenge you have to come into your power mm. in such a, a such a way that you're pushed into it yeah and i feel like this person which i think carrie being who she is not to say again that mm-hmm. like you know thin women don't get bullied because they also oh absolutely do, do so yeah. much mm-hmm. um and but I just saying like this person is so ignored. She's so doesn't have a voice that it almost feels like she would she, if she had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. She, and and that man hadn't shown up, she would have n- probably not done anything. Oh no, she's a passive a passive person because she is just waiting. You could tell she's just waiting for it all to be done. Yeah. You don't know exactly Mm -hmm. how she'll get out, but she is she's not never cruel to them. Yeah. And you almost feel like she almost has some hope that her friend will come back to her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you do get that feeling. But she is not coming back. No, she's not coming back. Um here's one from Indy Wire if you want to. Oh, there's one this one that says
1: um. Right after her tormentors steal her clothes while she's enjoying a solo swim at the local outdoor pool, Sarah watches them being abducted by a mysterious stranger. That man, hulking and grunting, is an agent of chaos. He motives unknown. His motives of unknown. His actions seemingly arbitrary. Um, he is simultaneously terrifying and fascinating to Sarah, who has plenty of reasons to at least fantasize about a violent retribution. And then this you highlighted, Mm -hmm. but she is not the victim turned avenging angel, which is what we just talked about. So often found in horror movies or thrillers and instead emerges as a complicated protagonist who makes mistakes and is not Mm. always easy to like. Yeah. So is her well-intentioned mother who thinks Sarah must diet to avoid taunts taunts. Mm. Yeah, it says Perita who also wrote the script, is not afraid of a psycho, uh, psychological, and moral and moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. It's obvious that she's on Sarah's side. That bullying scenes are much harder Yeah, the bullying scenes are much harder to watch than the bloody ones. It's very true. It's very very true. It's brutal when you're watching her get bullied. It's it's really brutal. Um, but she also knows that shame, guilt, and secrecy fester into messy situations and messy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with all this
0: uh, woman. Her name is Elizabeth Vincentelli. There you go. I agree with you, lady. One more here. I'll just play from uh, Otroscines.com. One of those films that's so consciously extreme, disfigured, and shocking that it's almost impossible it'll generate a unanimous unanimous response even within the same person. (laughs) And I feel like that is exactly the experience. I feel like it's like... And I, I love that it's nuanced. I just like, the, you know, we, we get so many things that are lacking in nuance and this is just, oh, so good. I'm like, you picked such a good one. I'm like, oh, damn. Great. Oh, I I'm so it. I'm so excited.
1: I do think, you know, for me as a cinephile, mm-hmm. I would say like the power of movies is, uh, we were talking about this before, mm-hmm. is how they stay with you and how they mm-hmm. make you feel and, and how they push you out of, you know your your consistent way of thinking and i think uh and they teach you something they teach mm-hmm. you something about another experience and most effectively those that teach you something without wanting to teach you something yeah yeah um and this film is definitely that and if you're a genre fan then this is excellent choice. an excellent choice oh, yeah. um i was like watching it by myself a little bit it was dark and i was like do i want to do this Mm -hmm. by myself (laughs) um it was also like the last week it was raining so it was like uh extra extra scary yeah but i was so um it was so satisfying too it was so Mm -hmm. and it also at times make you feel so frustrated because you you actually don't know what the right that you the whole mm-hmm. movie you're conflicted as yeah. to what is the right I thing mean,
0: what choices does she have yeah I mean this again this this girl is so isolated and so stuck yeah and I just that's such a I think any person can relate to that feeling of like people see me the way I don't want to be seen
1: yeah and also seeing things that situations where you feel helpless also when mm-hmm. you are consistently being told you're helpless. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, it's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And also being blamed for everything. She's always being blamed, blamed for everything. everything. So everything. it's like, why is she gonna go tell them about this? And it
0: it does feel kind of like everybody seems to like they're like, well, she won't fight back. You know, it's like everyone people blame her or or seem to put all this like shit on her because they're like, well, she can't feel it. You know, yeah. and it's like, no all of it like she yeah. perceives everything but it's like ah oh, now our parents are, I mean, nuts
1: i will say that i love how it ended with her in that very intimate moment with our hottie Hell yeah Pedro. I was Hell like, yeah. yeah like in you know mm-hmm. and so and that like, was it's over now yeah she's she like you're safe yeah and that's the first moment you see her feel comforted by another person
0: yeah it's wild <sighs> yeah and i don't need those two to end up together but i'm in my mind they are together that's, oh interesting just, yeah, in my head i'm like they're gonna he, he sees her now um
1: but i mean after you see a woman covered in blood like that it's yeah. like she's a superhero you yeah. can't go back from that I mean,
0: yeah come on i uh no i thought she was incredible i loved i and it's funny because you know that image of her from the end is the image that's used in the marketing. Yeah. So in some ways it's like we got there. yeah <laughs> you know, we finally get to the, the scene. Um, some other movies that came out around the same time. Now I don't this didn't have a wide release, so it's not as if you know if I went up to R- Regal and was like, hmm, do I want to see Halloween ends, which was number one at the box office? Oh. Uh, Smile was number two, Lyle Crocodile, The Woman King. Amsterdam, don't worry, darling. Barbarian, Bros, Triangle of Sadness—it's all the—it's all yeah. the Oscar race stuff, you know. This came out and uh, it was October fourteenth, twenty twenty-two, mm-hmm. so right in that that pocket of the of the award season stuff. Although I don't think that this in any way is trying to and, be an and, award and, season movie. and genre always gets dissed anyway. It sucks. Like horror is not treated seriously, comedy is barely acknowledged.
1: Okay, but if Quentin Tarantino had made this movie. He,
0: it would be nominated. That's a good point. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I think no, you're right. I
1: think he almost um has made like genre okay because this is it's you're a right. genre movie, but is it really? I, I mean, mean, that's just it. I, yeah, I don't
0: like. I remember being in college and people like talking about genre fiction, and some professors were like, "I don't like that term because science fiction is ultimately supposed to be about the human condition." Every one of these things, you know, um, fantasy, again, is about the human condition. Like, ultimately, it always comes back to that. Even if your main characters are talking cats or something, you know, (laughs) like, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, and I think that this has that kind of, like, Quentin Tarantino vibe where it's, like, Mm -hmm. brutal. And it. I think, in a way, it makes violence very okay Mm -hmm. because the story and the and the trauma and the society society aspect of it Mm -hmm. is uh is really the driving character uh here and so i think this is when we say that more women should be nominated that like you know i think i i i love that we're seeing more films like this because you know there's trauma can do really uh messed up things Mm -hmm. and and it's important to to talk about but yeah yeah, i wish that i wish that it were and and those movies are uh you know yeah i would i i did see that it was playing at the alamo draft house which i know you said before and i'll say too it's like i you'd have to pay me a lot of money to go downtown it's like i i i
0: love i love the concept like i but it was just like the whole experience of going downtown and then yeah. like, we, okay, we park here and then like we walk like a fucking, I don't know. I sound like a whiner, but.
1: It's not a whiner at you all. you ask it's, anyone yeah. in LA,
0: Alamo Drafthouse is a pain in the ass to get to. It's like you
1: love being there, but you hate getting, getting there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like exactly what it is. You just
0: need to hire people to pick me up and bring me to the theater. Oh, I like, that's and then an literally
1: yeah. uh, get out of the car, open the door and carry, carry me, me up.
0: into the theater. This week's director, Carlotta Pareda. She was born in 1975 in Madrid, Spain. Um, and I don't... This isn't meant to be a shitty comment. I, I expected her to be younger. Mm. Um, now, this is a woman who has had a lot of experience working in television and developing and screenwriting and directing some television as well. So... But she was like... I And I love collaborating. Um, but she she was also acknowledging that... But I, I wanted to do something in my own voice. And um, now that she has... She's now working on another film and then hopefully another. And I, I can relate to that in the way that, like, I, I mean, not that I've made something, but working on projects that you, you like your colleagues, you like the vision, you like the collaborative process, this is a great job. But there's still this little part of you that really wants mm-hmm. to do your own shit. And that was 100% what motivated this. Um, also, it was inspired when she saw a girl at a pool, overweight girl, by herself, and she wondered to herself, like, I wonder, you know, if she doesn't want to be seen. And that night she went home and wrote out like a short script. And th- that's where the short came from. Wow. Uh, and she happens also this place where it was filmed. This is where she spends her summers. So that was kind of And she wrote it all there. And anyway, I, I like this one. She studies school at um, what's known collectively as the Madrid Film School. It has a much longer name, of course, ECAM and School of Cinematography and Audiovisual of the Community of Madrid. Wow. Nice big name. Um, she, like I said, she worked in TV. She developed scripts for a uh, drama series called Periodistas, which I guess mm. was about um, journalists. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you know. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and she made a short called Las Rubias, the Blondes, and then she made Peggy. Uh, she's now. There was also another short she made called There Will Be Monsters. I'm not sure what it's about. I would love to try to see these shorts somewhere. Yeah. I hope. I hope this woman continues to to get opportunities and, and attention because I I would love for Criterion to do what they do best and you know make those like here are all the shorts that you've never seen yeah. by this great director. So I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm biding my time. We're going to get them. Um Piggy of course is, is very well received and the the short that it was based on When the Goya. Yeah. Um for best short film. Um what else do I have here? Blah, blah, blah. She talked about, um, she said, I wrote for my reptilian brain. And she said, I wanted to forget about like all the rules, the story structure, all that stuff. Because when you work in TV, that's all it is, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I really just wanted to live and be with this character and think about them. She also mentioned that she's really obsessed with sound, which I think those the early scene, I mean, we hear the sound of, of flies buzzing. We mm-hmm. hear that 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 cleaver, you know? I mean, it's like, there is a really wonderful soundscape established. And there's some, a couple of like little, I don't know, there was, there was some moment where you hear a scream and then it's like, and a woman's floating in a pool and you're like, oh, is she dead? And it's like, oh no, no, no. It's just a pool scene. This woman's just floating on her back. Like, I like that fake out. Yeah, me too.
1: I also like when she's hearing them talking about the party in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I always... (laughs) I don't know why I get scared of eavesdropping sometimes Mm -hmm. just because what if sometimes like i said i teach Mm -hmm. and if i go to the bathroom in a school i teach i get so terrified that students are going to come in and start talking about me and i'm going to hear it and i just don't want to i just simply don't want to Mm -hmm. um love me or hate me it's none of my business so (laughs) it's kind of thing that i'm like oh please so i also thought the sound of that was actually really uh Mm -hmm. really great because you start off just knowing she's missing out yeah you know and then and and it, they're just standing in front of the shop and she has to be there because she works, so she can't mm-hmm. walk away from it. She has to hear about all the cool things that everybody yeah. else who's living is doing. and it's devastating, yeah, yeah, no,
0: it's it's um, I don't know, it's funny. I feel like there's kind of maybe a a micro film trope of the kid that has to work in the business with the family. And you don't have the freedom, but then eventually at some point it's like, get out of here. Go live your life, yeah, except yeah. she never gets that moment. It's yeah. like, go buy a light. The light just burned out. Don't worry about your brother sleeping in the back. Yeah, he can do whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, totally fine. Um, one thing she said, uh, I thought that was really interesting, is she said, there is another character I really care about, and that's the audience. You know, And the audience's relationship to Sarah is, it, it is like a whole other, what, what you're saying, I mean, th- this is a movie that, Leaves you wrestling with questions. It doesn't give you answers, mm-hmm. which is the best. I love, we love that. We love that. Um, who is your best supporting player?
1: Oh, my best supporting player.
0: I have the cast here too. If, if I mean,
1: um, I love Pedro. Pedro's good. <laughs> I love Pedro because he's an unexpected hero. Yes. I'd say. Yeah, and I thought that that uh, that actor mm-hmm. he had such a clear. Uh, he was such an interesting character because he made me feel like he was raised right. Mm, yeah. And I don't know why. I just felt like he just was a really good guy. Yeah. And he, even though he was obviously a hottie and <laughs> had a lot of like beauty privilege for sure. Absolutely. He made you feel like... uh he kind of to me he's the one who transitioned the most yes. within the story like right. he really yeah. he started off and you think he's an asshole because he's hanging out with all these mean girls and then by the end you love him yeah. and he provides her the most safety yeah he's the only person who's actually there for her yeah
0: yeah so to me listens to her what about you who's your best i mean player? this might be an odd one um it's a small small role but uh elena who's claudia's mother mm. that scene where she comes into the their house yeah and just and although yeah okay we have these complex feelings about her daughter but ultimately that's a mother whose girl's gone yeah you know or or but well, i guess remains to be seen um maybe it's also just the dress <laughs> i no, love that she dress. was amazing i liked her
1: i also do think that there was this moment where the other parents of some of the other girls Mm. when they're looking for them in the woods and they go, uh, they're probably just at a party. And she says, I don't know about your daughters, but my daughter doesn't just disappear. Disappear.
0: Yeah. So, and like, I'll go look for them by myself. I don't care. Yeah. I'll do it myself. Like such a mother. Yeah. Fuck all of you. I
1: almost like the believing women thing because the other, other, uh, families all have husbands and then Mm -hmm. she looks like she's just a single mom that's true and she's being pushed to be like you're crazy their kids your kids probably run away there's nothing wrong it's so much gaslighting it's
0: so much so much
1: and also i think that she comes to her house because she i think that's when you really realize how close they they used to be she says they're, yeah. she, we're not friends
0: anymore and yeah. she, you know, yeah. doesn't know where else to yeah. look. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of the the parents and adults are pretty oblivious about what's going on, you know, with kids. But again, that feels very real. Yeah. I mean, I, the show Freaks and Geeks, part of what was so great about that was – the times where <laughs> they're at the kitchen table, and there's this sense that the parents can do nothing f- to help you, and that, that's not totally true. I mean, they can say things, they can comfort you, but ultimately, you have to go back to that institution on your own two feet the next day, and yeah. it's horrible. It's the reason it's called the twelve-year sentence. I mean, it's awful. Yeah, truly. I mean, I loved learning. I like. I did like school, but I didn't like being picked on. You yeah, know, to put it nicely. Um, and I, I'm not saying this to be like, this is the most awful thing, but I, I was, I guess, you know, bullied is the right word, but I was, I was bullied by girls when I was in fifth grade to the point where I actually developed eczema, like on mm. my arms, like stress induced. And, you know, at the time I was just like going through it, you know, whatever you're, you're yeah. just one foot in front of the other. But now I look back and I'm like, God, that must've, that must've freaked my parents out so bad. That must've pissed them off so much. Cause like they can't do anything, but your daughter's having a physical stress response to this shit, you yeah, know? and I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, poor little me. No, but, like but this, true. But, but I, to this day, and I've said this to people too. It's like. I hear someone
1: laughing, it's like, are they laughing at me? (laughs) Oh, I hate it. It's true. And I do feel like uh, what's even crazier is that you would, what is the right parent response? Is it to be like the tar mom and (laughs) show up at the school and and, and threaten a child? Like what,
0: what (laughs) is the right thing?
1: I do remember that there was this one time I I was getting bullied really, really badly and uh, Mm -hmm. my mom started getting involved in the worst. It just obviously, it made it it's so much worse worse. yeah and so there's there's like such they can it's exactly what you said they can comfort you but then also your attendance is like part of your grade so you got to go back to school and i do think that's the hardest part about being a teenager is that you have to go back
0: yeah no it it very much felt like you get to a place where you're old enough to understand that like it's just a legal requirement that keeps me here yeah or you know that the idea that I'm I'm trading it's delayed gratification. Like I'm I'm doing what I can now, but I'll get to college. You know, college was like where I was gonna. F- I thought I was thinking about college from like eighth grade, not even like freshman year. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, let's just hurry up. And then you get there, and it's like, yes, this is better, but it also was just kind of like high school light. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and I think that that's that's also what's so challenging is, um, yeah, like when you become an adult. I feel like when I'm in a space that people are not kind to me, the best thing I could do is remove myself. Remove yourself, yeah. But as a child, you don't have have that option. Generally not. And then if your parents aren't listening to you, which is also the worst case scenario, is Mm -hmm. like, how do you deal with that? And I, I... I feel so, so much for so many people who continue to have, like, stress responses in yeah. their body. Because especially when you can't fight back, I feel like it comes out through your body. Oh, yeah.
0: There, people say, like, oh, it's fight or flight. It's like there's another one Yeah, where it just churns inside you <laughs> yeah. and, and stirs you up. It's bad. I mean, it's funny. When I think about it, I don't know, like, the exact day that things cleared up and didn't. But when I think about it, I went on to sixth grade and I I made met and made like one of the best friends of my life Mm -hmm. being seen by somebody it it makes a big fucking difference
1: yeah i think that's why you hear about people who like get in abusive relationships when they're in a time of of hardship because yeah it's it's and it seems so counterintuitive because if you're already in a hard time then how are you going to end up with somebody toxic but the thing is is anybody at that point counts yeah Plus, anybody who's giving you time and listening to you counts counts mm. i feel like it's in in something that happens that's an, a very like anglo-american thing is like when you're 18 you're out where i feel like in these other cultures, and I speak it from mm-hmm. my personal experience, is like very much about you staying home. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. it, and she, if it, it, I, I imagine for Sarah, it's like her dad has that butcher business and he expects her to take, to take, take over. over. And so it's it's they don't even they're not thinking they probably are not even thinking about college for her right you know it's not even something that ever comes up when you're assuming that she's kind of at the age where she's getting near there her life is working at the butcher shop and so I think it's also what your point that was made of like the privilege of people whose parents don't need that and so they can go off they can party they can do all these things Mm -hmm. but she's got to stay back Mm -hmm. and so there is no expiration date of when it'll get better yeah and so I. think that's one of the reasons we feel so trapped in her character is like Mm -hmm. she lives in this village she also not only does she live in this village but she has this massive responsibility which is this family business
0: yeah in a small community and a homogenous one people find a new way they find a new hierarchy to build and create and it's just get away from hierarchies people please do even if they're in your own family oh yeah
1: Yeah. i'm I'm always and i hate so you know i don't want to say like supporting this but Mm -hmm. like my my dad owned the business, mm-hmm. and he. Our biggest turmoil within our relationship is me not wanting to be a part of that business. Yeah. He never encouraged me to go to college. He never because it was just like I've built this business so you could have it, even if it's not what you want. And mm-hmm. so, it's a uh, it's a
0: different mentality. It's a different
1: mentality, and yeah. and I feel like that was very present for me in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's a trap. Mentality. Mm, yeah. Like in a way, she's already trapped. She's trapped in this body she doesn't identify with. She's trapped in this mm-hmm. town. She's trapped in this house. Mm-hmm. And it, and and I think it also goes to like the name of the movie, which is Piggy. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we trap these animals and we mm-hmm. eat them mm-hmm. and we feed off them. And I feel like everybody's feeding off her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine she's getting even paid yeah she's probably getting paid like to they give her money to go to the store to buy Buy something but but, like they're she's not you know yeah she works for free for the family so it's not even like building your own independent wealth which is which is really interesting a a
0: community that size i mean that's a precise economy you know right
1: um, and a lot of like Latin and Spanish films, and like we talk a lot about mm. Amodobar, yeah, it's 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 in there, like the responsibility of family. And then I think in a lot of ways, when mm. family doesn't want to put responsibility on you of your loyalty of taking care of them, they often do that with like a business, yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: i think parents do influence like what you're interested in like my it was so interesting to me because my parents took me to my my dad you know was a single dad when Mm -hmm. my parents uh got divorced and then he was he's in mexico so i would go my, they split custody which is also very challenging oh, because man. i would spend uh all year in school in miami and then as mm-hmm. soon as like summer hit i couldn't hang out with those friends uh, and it was like tough because then i'd come back and sometimes they were hanging out with different the new people. people yeah you've um, missed jokes yeah you've missed parties. you've missed all these things yeah. and so i but my dad up. would drop me off at the movies while he had to work and i would yeah. go i saw you know so many movies in the theater and it, mm-hmm. and what a gift because i didn't have I didn't have a way to go to film school and so Mm. um, I couldn't afford it and so it was was, your film school it was my film school I felt like because Mexico shows movies from Spain from France from here you could watch anything at any time and I remember being like 12 and i went to like a repertory theater and they showed amelie and i was like holy oh, cow amazing. like this is amazing yeah, i had great. never seen anything like that and yeah so oh yeah. i got to see a lot of different cultures and I, and i i'm so grateful for it and then you know they also took me to shows and and um For a while there, my my parents worked at a television network and I got to be in a studio. Oh, amazing. And so I feel like, you know, it was so crazy to me when I chose to be an artist and they were so opposed to it that I was like, wait, but like you guys have taken me to all these places that are fully art driven. Like, what did you think was going to happen? I mean,
0: the thought of being a child walking or I don't know how old you were, but being Walking into a studio and just realizing there's whole careers in this room. Yeah. there are multiple jobs and people get paid to do this.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's based on like your ideas and your inspiration. And I think that's really exciting. And I and mm. and it I love collaborative work. And so and I, but I also when you mentioned mm. that about um, the director,
0: it's like I also feel the same right. way sometimes. Well, where I'm like, you, I want to have wrote, my own. Uh, you wrote Mariposa. Yeah, you know, and and RNM people should go check that out. Oh,
1: uh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and I feel like it's it's still you know very much like oh what's my story? And I, I have mm-hmm. other projects where I've I've written with other people, and I love those projects. But I also think that there are stories within me that like mm-hmm. I really truly understand, yeah. and I want to hear other people's ideas on them. But I also want to honor them as as I think them. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times when you're co-writing or co-creating, especially for television, because you end up having writers' rooms, and it's very negotiation. It's very, very it's asleep. yeah you're you're compromised somebody ideas and 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 you know and and I feel like that's what I like about this um, film it really does feel like it's one person's vision yeah but I think that a lot of this industry is made to to it almost it gives you the class system right away it's Mm -hmm. like I'm the person who decides and then you have to compromise your vision based on what I think is right and I'm I'm in this power position to this person and then there's this other person who's in this power position to this person and and when you go through all the chains of that then you end up by the time you get to the to where you want to be is your vision even present at that point oh yeah that's why i think when we talk about like europe uh and even mexico right Mm -hmm. like when you think about it's so funny because people talk about how um all the filmmakers who are latin who have been nominated are from are mexican Mm -hmm. uh and I honestly think the reason why is because they're making their movies based on a grant system. Yeah. And so the grant system allows you to have freedom. And Mm -hmm. when you're here, I mean, the the things that you hear, and I'm an actor and a writer, Mm -hmm. um, that... the notes you get back and it's 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 very disheartening but if you are also so you're trying to live and so you're like okay well how do i where do i compromise this and and it's a it's a catch-22 and and i often struggle with it i often i'm like okay well maybe i'm just gonna be uh i'm just gonna do theater and i'm not gonna try to play into the system of Mm -hmm. like Uh, the audition system Mm -hmm. or you know because there's in in this in these talks some of the shocking things that have come up is like people telling actors to like uh, record their own voice as the reader and then put it into your tape so you're essentially acting by yourself yeah and of course there's the argument that Tom Cruise did it with a volleyball but (laughs) at the same time he had a director there who was working with him and so you know at some point where does the integrity of the work go. And I mm-hmm. think that that's something that Hollywood it's, it's an amoral system. Yeah. It's a number system yeah. and it's Very not, true. it doesn't, it doesn't value art even though as soon as art is made and it's celebrated, they're like, Oh,
0: we make art. We make we're, art. You yeah, know, and, we care about our artists. Like, yeah. When, yeah. When. And so it's, it's, yeah. it's,
1: um, I think that is why, Films like Everything Everywhere All at Once mm-hmm. should be continued to be celebrated, yeah. And Tar, and uh, you know, because these films they're, I mean, I think especially Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? It's an incredibly inclusive film, yeah. Um, I think it's it's. I'm a big person on, you know, I talk often, and yeah. I have a nonprofit. Yeah, El Cine. Cine. Mm-hmm. You can follow us. That's almost El Cine that talks that. about um, inclusion, particular Latin inclusion, particularly in um, film. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I loved about everything, everywhere, all at once, was that it it's not about what culture it is. It's the film itself. It, it, there's a very yeah. present culture, but it goes further than that. It's mm-hmm. about human relationships and like belonging and acceptance. Yeah. And I think that anybody anywhere can relate to that. And I... Everyone everywhere. Ev- all at once. Yes, everyone everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know no it was beautiful you know that if somebody came in and they they hadn't you you know if you haven't seen the daniels their pre- previous work you should you mm-hmm. should see swiss army man and um a lot of the other stuff that they did but their shorts mm-hmm. um but I can't imagine somebody going into a studio and yeah. saying and there's these these rocks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. like and and somebody not be like what? Like yeah. if they were if they were not already had not made a movie before, that was wild mm-hmm. and um then had done significantly well. So I think there are, uh, luckily there are production companies and producers who are who are yeah, I think, starting I think to do that. That's
0: it, exactly. I think it producers. It, it's, yeah. it's producers who understand, who want to work with interesting people and who want to give them the space to do interesting work. Yeah. Um. And it's not like it never happens here. But yeah, I mean, I a thing I've heard routinely from people is like, listen, in Europe, you can make whatever you want in the sense that like it can be about anything. But finding money is trickier. Yeah. And so, you know, Piggy, which... I would watch again. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch way. again, too. <laughs> I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, um, it, it you know, I, d- I didn't think of it firsthand as like, oh, what a like sort of shoestring concept. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of outside, mm-hmm. a lot of walking in the dust and stuff that, uh, minimal lighting. I mean, it, it feels very, you know, the word they used was austere. Um, yeah. And. I feel conflicted about saying this because I'm like, sometimes, right, limitations can be good for creativity. Mm -hmm. But I but I don't think that that's like a reason to just be like, well, let's cut off your arm and see how you do. (laughs) No. And
1: I think more so than limitations, it's uh, here is uh, sellability yeah which is that yeah. that's what the i think the conflict the biggest conflict of it is it's like if you're doing everything with sellability it it ends up being um yeah it, it's so, hard yeah. it because you know if you're going about by algorithm like that's Mm -hmm. how you have tiktokers acting Mm -hmm. now who can't act and everybody knows they can't act
0: yeah
1: i mean and they continue to get roles and you're like but did you guys see that last movie and it doesn't matter because it's people are still gonna watch it yeah and so I think, again, I, I know there's a change. I feel like there's a change coming. I love, I, I know, love I'm, I'm there with you. all the women who are like being celebrated this year. Yeah. I love that it's, you know, I yeah, want to see a woman in her 50s, 60s win an Oscar because yeah. I continue to win an Oscar. I mean, Meryl yeah. Streep's done it most, multiple times, but yeah, like well, I. Meryl Streep. Yeah, you know? she's the
0: greatest of all. I mean, Kate Blanchett's like our new Meryl's. well, not new. You I mean, know who
1: Kate been, Blanchett is to me? Who? Our new uh Oh, uh, why can't I?
0: Catherine Hepburn? Well, she did play her,
1: yeah, and won an Maybe Oscar for playing yeah. her. But no,
0: I I can see that she's just
1: so handsome.
0: She's no Kate Blanchett, someone who came from theater. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I was given a role in a film. I thought, well, this will never last. I'm already too old.
1: Yeah but Almodovar who uh, we talk so much about yeah. all of those people are in theater. Antonio mm-hmm. Banderas like was yep. in a show one night. He happened to go, yep. you know, so many of the people who we, who end up being celebrated uh, were come people who come tradition. from the
0: theater tradition. You well, have to have some No, street came yeah. from a repertory theater. It's like when people talk about how versatile she is, it's like, right. Because I always played a lot of different things. Yeah. Like that's the job. Yeah. And I, I get that some people have a vibe and, yeah. you know, old Hollywood, you know, at, if you saw Humphrey Bogart in a movie, he was playing a Humphrey Bogart type character. Yeah. The characters were written to be like the people. You know, now I think we're, well, not now, but the method, right, came in and, and mm-hmm. sort of blew that apart a bit. And, you know, being able to do multiple things. But I feel like we've kind of backslid a bit. Yeah. You know, where, where people are like, I can't believe that he was Mr. Darcy and he's Tom Wamsgans. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's called acting. I <laughs> like, know. It's you know? really
1: shocking. and it And it's... I think, uh, you know, like Judy Dench, another one mm. that came from repertory theater. I mean, yeah. so many, oh. so many. Uh, I mean, M- you M- can. And the I mean,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, even you know, when you watch The Crown, um, mm. Vanessa Kirby. Oh yeah, I love her. I, I love from her from so theater. Much. It's like that's why I think a lot of the uh, the British procedurals and the British shows. And when I somebody said to me, why do you think like australian people and the brit Mm -hmm. also another person who's incredible is the girl the little girl um who plays ellie she's not little actually Mm. um i'm not gonna minimize her because she's a giant Mm -hmm. uh is the the and i'm not gonna gender her either Mm -hmm. because i think they are Mm -hmm. on non-binary um but plays ellie Mm uh in the last of us oh bella ramsey yeah bella Mm -hmm. ramsey Mm -hmm. a phenomenal phenomenal powerhouse actor mm-hmm. and i feel that in england there's just more respect for the work and yeah. and so i think Absolutely. that's why a lot of these people come here and they they do well and or often i think they get yeah. you know start working there where there's value right. and then they come they it's a weird take like more things it's
0: like out here they need proof of concept for everything
1: yeah and they're also always trying to label what it is Ugh. i can't ever i feel like every time you walk i have every time you walk into a room it's like oh you're a young rosie perez oh you're a young Salma hayek oh you're a young and it's always like damn why why can't i just be myself um, and not be compared to something yeah. you know and so it's 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 i i think no, it's, it's got to
0: be aggravating it's
1: aggravating and it and, it, and it's okay because i think people it's again like what you said people need proof of concept but i also think what's exciting about bella ramsey mm-hmm. is uh they were saying in an interview they don't they can be you know Anything they yeah. can be absolutely anything, yep. and they're also even even though the character they play is a a woman or mm-hmm. a girl, they they are totally almost genderless, and yeah. and that's mm-hmm. really exciting. um mm-hmm. So I think you know well, the
0: species is about to get very interesting. Yeah, like we're tearing a lot of concepts down that need to be torn yeah. down, and I think I mean again I'm, I'm paraphrasing the Kaufman speech at the WGA, but I mean. We have to tell story, like we have to tell truth in a sea of lies, yeah, and I thought it was really interesting that he just was like i I prioritize the wrong things, mm-hmm. you know, and I regret it now, um and I don't want to do that anymore and I agree with you i i I, ha- I maintain hope that we're on the cusp of another kind of Hollywood Renaissance, the way we saw. Happen in the end of you know the the great hollywood era where studio systems were bloated and out yeah. of touch and then you have easy rider right come and like blow a bunch of people's minds and that wasn't the only thing but
1: yeah but, but a the lot big things. but the
0: big shift i mean bonnie and Clyde, you know is a big one too and, um...
1: yeah and i do think that um i do think it's coming and i do like to look at all the points and see all mm-hmm. the points uh, that are being made because i think it's important to listen to yeah. one another and and understand but i do think that with the amount of content that there is out there we can support shows that i think and we have. are an yeah. artists that are trying to make art and then we can also support you know the other things like i sometimes watch random weird reality television okay, you know because okay. sometimes i need a non-brainer thing sometimes we need some
0: trash i love and some so trash Are you kidding
1: I, I love some trash too I love trash. and so there that will always be it's not it's exactly yeah. it's like when people compare things and i think this goes back to what we're talking about yeah. with this film yeah. it's like there's you don't always have to compare things because one person no. exists in a different way
0: than you doesn't mean that you can't exist. No, I mean it's said that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, and stop doing it to yourselves, everyone. Yeah, uh, I would watch this again. Yeah, I this would again. watch this again too. Yeah. <laughs> it, did it, we already it, do that? I can't. Yeah, remember. I think we did. Yeah. Um, but we've been chatting for a bit. Yes. Thank you so much for know, having of me. See, Marianna, Marianna and I haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> yes. So that's why this is like going to be a long episode. But um, uh, that's great, though.
1: It's my favorite podcast. Well, you're, you're so nice.
0: That is it's cool. so
1: nice. Well, I think also because we met with this love of film. So that's now, true. even though sometimes we are not chatting, you, I'm, I feel you're as though we are me. discussing film.
0: That's what I like. A part of me is like. Oh, is that super arrogant of me to be like, well, if you miss me, to the show? I love <laughs> like, it, and you
1: should, because oh, no. it's true. And Chelsea, who I've never met, also feels like another one of my great friends because I, I love the way you're, I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, there's nothing more fun than discussing a film. I mean,
0: that's exactly it. It's like, we just, we're, we're here for joy. Yeah. We're doing it for the love of the game. Exactly. So, thank you for joining us. This was incredible. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Fresh Movie Pod. Drop us an email at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com. Love email. Seriously, write to me. Um and uh, do you want to plug anything or check anything out You're Just you know, uh El Cine follow
1: maybe. El Cine uh at Somos El Cine. We do uh our goal is we're 501c3 and our goal is to provide accessible film education. So we have monthly free film workshops.
0: Those are amazing. Um That's so, so cool. yeah,
1: like this weekend we're having a and probably not this weekend when you hear this, but um <laughs> yeah. but you know, we're having a stop motion workshop, oh, we yeah, have styling workshops. Um we're just kind of trying to educate uh everybody on on positions you could hold, trades of mm-hmm. filmmaking and
0: making it free that's really really nice yeah I we mean, also have screenings I follow you on Instagram and there's so much going on uh, <laughs> I'm just like ah I've been so out of the loop no it's it's uh it's fun but it's and exciting just, I'm glad because I, I I feel like I remember when you started this and I, I I it's only just picked up speed and gained love and and it's great it's wonderful to see
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right.
0: (laughs) All right.